I want to share a little bit of my story, my experience of depression and anxiety. Also to reflect a little bit on previous experience of loneliness uh, and how that might combine to, to affect us. I've shared this in a number of places. It's available in more detail, expanded in a, a book that's coming out uh, this month, May 2021, called uh, The Pastor of a Fall in His Side. I'm one of seven uh, pastors that have contributed to that book. And previously, I've also talked about this uh, in Writing on Faith Roots, uh, and also uh, there's a video version of, of this on my YouTube channel, the Favourites YouTube channel. Uh, but I recognise that not everybody uh, wants to watch or to uh, read. Uh, and so I wanted just to provide an audio version uh, that some of you might find it, it helpful to listen along to. I want to take your you back um, uh, to my first kind of experience of challenges to my emotional health. Um, and I'll take you back to when I was at university. I went to Sheffield University. I, I was looking forward to going to university. I, I had quite a certain view of uh, where I was going to university and what I was going to study because at a careers fair, uh, when I would have been about 15, I guess, 15, 16, um, I'd uh, gone to the careers fair at school. Uh, there had been a, a stand advertising um, Sheffield University and there'd been a stand next to it uh, with a solicitor's firm. So I decided I was going to go and study law and I was going to study it at Sheffield. And, and that's what happened. And I got to university and I was used to being in a, a house with a family, other people dropping in and visiting. I was, I was used to being uh, in the company of other people. I, I enjoyed my own company as well, but I was also used to there being people around and things happening. I found myself there alone in my room as a student and discovering that particularly in, in the halls where we were and on the corridor that uh, I was on, uh, that just as you would get gangs and cliques at school so too that was possible at university and if you weren't uh, going out and getting drunk every night and staying out uh, till the early hours of the morning uh, then you really didn't fit in on on the corridor made it hard because you knew that sleep was going to be interrupted as well at about two o'clock three o'clock by uh, the revelers arriving back and putting on the loud music and I felt lonely and I felt homesick. I also look back and remember God's faithfulness that he did put friends into my life. Uh, he did strengthen me and he did keep me going through that first year. I would say it was uh, particularly that first year at university and the second term that I found the hardest After university, I moved to Kent and my experience there was of 
moving to a new town again, moving away again from home into my own flat. And again, coming home to an empty and silent flat in the evening gave me another brush with loneliness and an experience of low moods. But I wouldn't say that that was depression or anxiety. It's just part of the ups and downs of life. And so again, I got on with my life. I learned to be hospitable, to welcome others, uh, to take time to visit people. And I think that God used my aloneness to encourage me to be hospitable. Uh, also to give me time and space to think and to read and to study. And so I grew to enjoy my time uh, down in Rochester in Kent, being part of a church, growing in God's word, and to share the good news, uh, doing well at work as well, until God called me uh, into pastoral ministry, first to theological training at Oak Hill, uh, and then... Um, uh, uh, prior to me going to Oak Hill, in fact, uh, leading me to meet Sarah, my, my wife. And then we found ourselves here in, in Bearwood, uh, where I'm speaking from now, and I spent 10 years as a pastor here. Then in 2019, I experienced something different. Sarah has observed that I was increasingly tired and withdrawn and didn't seem to be picking up my energy. Uh, I was being hit from all sides by challenges. I found myself in the middle where others were in conflict trying to hold that together. And then one Sunday morning I arrived at the building. Uh, Sundays were busy for us. I arrived early for uh, the 9.30 service, got things set up and uh, dealt with some problems. And then we had the service. Um, there were other challenges, a little bit of disruption within it that knocked me off my stride. I remember actually feeling at a level of intense anxiety, panic even, was I going to be able to preach? And then afterwards, I took a bit of time to try and meet with and talk with a couple of people about challenges and to work them through. It wasn't an easy meeting and afterwards I found myself in tears telling another elder that I felt a failure that I couldn't go on. He said I, I think you are experiencing a form of burnout here and that is what is causing these reactions. I went home. The next day I chose to 
go and see my doctor. And I remember going into the surgery and uh, the doctor saying to me, well, what, 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 what can I help you with? What's, what's the problem today, uh, Mr. Williams? And I burst into tears again. And, and for a while, all I could say was, was this, it's this. She said, you are not your normal self. This is not the Dave that I have got to know as your doctor over these past 10 years. She prescribed me sertraline, antidepressant, signed me off work initially for two weeks. It got extended to, to three weeks, sent me home via the pharmacy to pick up the prescription. I let other leaders and the trustees, my employers, know that I was signed off sick. And then there I was, sat on the sofa, finding myself hiding under a blanket, crying, then sleeping, then crying again. My mind foggy, unable to think straight. I was feeling well and truly in the pit. That was my encounter with acute depression, with depression and anxiety. The good news is that the story doesn't stop there. I am not left in the pit of despair. So what brought me through the other side? And I want to acknowledge this moment, morning that people's experience of depression and anxiety is different. So for some people it is acute, uh, maybe one-off, maybe a couple of repeats. Uh, for others it is chronic and lifelong. And the way we respond and the help we need will differ. But for me, it was this. Uh, first of all, it was the encouragement of friends. There were friends, uh, people from within the church who came and saw me, visited me, uh, not as their pastor, but as a friend. It just took time to spend time with me, to be a companion, to let me chat away, to chat back, not to attempt to diagnose or to pry or to judge or to assess, just to be there. Secondly, uh, this is uh, the unspiritual bit, a lot of very silly TV. I couldn't read, I couldn't really get to grips with very serious stuff, so I just sat and watched sitcoms, learned to laugh again. Then there was music. I sat and listened to and enjoyed uh, beautiful worship music, uh, particularly those songs that reminded me of God's goodness. Uh, there's a particular song, uh, The Goodness of God. All my life you have been faithful, all my life you have been so, so good. And that became precious to me.
And alongside that, the Psalms. I couldn't read much, but I could read Psalms. And just as I'd sat and chatted to friends, I found myself sitting and praying, just, just chatting to God. Just speaking from my heart to him without fuss or formality. And I found, as Hosea 2 says, that there in the desert, the Lord spoke tenderly to me. And I learned afresh to cling to him, to know that he loves me. And to say to him that I love you, Lord. I want to encourage you, if you are listening in, if you are not, if you're someone who's not suffered depression, then I want to encourage you to listen to and read stories. Mine is one of them. There are others you can read. Pick up the book, The Pastor with a Fawn in His Side. Uh, or pick up a book like Mark Maynell's, When the Darkness Doesn't, When the Darkness Seems to Be My Closest Friend. Hear people's stories, honest and raw. It will help you uh, when your friends are going through that period of darkness to be there for them, to know what they're experiencing. It will help prepare you. One in four people every year suffer from uh, mental illness. There is a, a likelihood that at some point in your life, you will have an emotional health challenge. And I want to say to you today that if you are in the midst of it now and you are struggling with depression or another emotional health, challenge know this you are not alone you're not alone because there are other people out there from all walks of life doctors and nurses teachers and laborers cab drivers tv presenters and footballers yes and pastors who have walked this road that have faced depression you are not alone but most importantly, know this, you are not alone because we have a saviour who loves us and steps down light into the darkness. Step down into this world through the cross. And steps down into our lives through the Holy Spirit. You are not alone. You have a saviour, a friend and a comforter.